Welcome to Keep Calm and Homeschool On with Jesus. And I'm saying that to make sure that I close right from the very beginning that this is the long-awaited Godcast that I said I would do weekly, I think a couple of months ago. I've kind of fallen off the bandwagon on that regard. So um, I am here to talk about our Bible reading plan, to talk about my thoughts, to talk about what God has been doing in my life, to encourage you with my testimony, um, and just to share, just to share all the the little things. So that's what today's episode is. If you don't want to listen, I have other homeschool episodes that will be coming eventually. And I have decided that I am no longer making promises as to when. They will come eventually when God lays it on my heart. So you can stay tuned for those and listen to something else if this makes you uncomfortable. However, if you have been waiting for these, then this is exactly what we'll be talking about. So grab some coffee, find a nice quiet corner of your house, or maybe that doesn't exist, and let's get started. I am tired, and I feel like that's going to come across in my speaking ability because it's like 6 a.m., and I woke up, and I'm just kind of decided I've got a podcast. I've got to podcast. So my kids are sleeping. The house is quiet. I'm hoping that it will be a relatively quiet podcast episode for you. Um, but just, just letting you know that, um, if my, if I can't think of words to say, that is why my brain is still warming up. I've only had half a cup of coffee. All right, so let's kind of recap or sum up where we're at in our Bible reading plan. And I actually don't know to date. I know where it was at a, like a week ago. I am definitely running a little bit behind. Um, but I kind of want to recap and sum up the main things that we have done so far the main books that have been kind of read beginning to end. So we have read, um, you know, basically up to we're working on judges. At least that's where I was at last working on judges. So the main things is other than Genesis and creation and everything else. Um, recently, since we've last talked, we've kind of focused on three main time periods and or people. The first is Moses. The second is Joshua and now going into judges. And there's a couple things that have kind of, if we're going to sum it up into what these three books or, or time periods or stories are about, Moses is all about the promise being established. It's it's about the rescue, the great rescue of God hearing the cries of his people, establishing somebody to take them out of that and and his voice his voice coming through Moses and him speaking to his people and establishing himself as their God again. And so it's all about this rescue and the promise. Joshua is the fulfillment of the promise. It's all about taking new territory, you guys. They did not see the promise fulfilled. The fathers did not because of the consequence of what they had done. However, it's all about that second generation seeing that promise fulfilled. They go to the promised land. And at the very end, the lots are divvied up and everybody receives their inheritance. They take new territory. Judges, what stood up to me the most, and I'm not all the way through it yet, but it's, it's the start of Judges is all about this is now a new generation. Joshua's generation has gone. A new generation has risen up and they have forgotten. They have forgotten. They've forgotten their God. They've forgotten what he did for them and what he called them to. And it is the judges over the land that were appointed before our time of kings, which we'll get into when we're reading kings. So 
where has, I, I kind of wanted to sum up where we're at and now just really honestly say to you guys what's been happening and why I haven't been podcasting and all of these things. So why I haven't been here? Oh, that's such a good question. There's so many answers to that question. The biggest and obvious answer that you probably all know is how busy I am. And maybe you don't. Maybe you don't know how busy I am. But I I started out as a blogger. I started out just podcasting and doing videos and reviewing curriculum. And, and this is kind of all that I did. And I, last year, it was only actually like... 11 months ago, that I felt like God was really leading me and guiding me to create curriculum. And that was just a game changer for me. And I'm now trying to still have an online presence at the same time as managing over 20 staff members at the same time as creating, you know, four plus units every month that I'm working on and vision casting and and all the ideas that go into that and all the editing and all of the proofreading and the printing and the customer service and um, it's a lot. It is a lot, a lot. And I have been busier than I definitely have ever been in my life before. I get up and I work and I work until I go to bed. <laughs> There's not a lot else happening in our lives right now other than me working. So I have been so incredibly busy. That's the first reason. The second reason is I have so many ideas written down for podcast episodes. Um, I sit there sometimes and I just, I just write. I have so many things I want to talk about, but I have been struggling with, with the lie of the enemy that I either am not enough or I am not educated in these things. I might say something wrong because I don't know. I, I, I am not a theologian theologian, theologian. I'm not a theologian. I'm that's, I've not gone to school. I don't have a Bible college or university degree. Um, I, I am just somebody who loves God, has read the Bible and what I feel like Holy Spirit has revealed to me in just my own personal time with him. And I know the answer to that. The answer to that is what I tell everybody else and what we all tell each other is that God qualifies you. And I've always felt like the disciples were young incredibly young and people were amazed at how they presented themselves and how they spoke. And the reason they did was because Holy Spirit was with them. He was their teacher. He was the one that guided them and directed them and spoke through them. And I've always felt that, that, that God has said that to me, that, you know, you can't, can't look at that. You can't look at what you have or you don't have. In fact, be thankful because now you get direct instruction from me and you're not having to base it off of somebody else's biases or misunderstandings. And so I, I know the things and yet, and yet the enemy comes in, doesn't he? He comes in and he tries to steal it and tries to steal your authority and tries to get you to question it. And so that's another reason that I haven't been, um, podcasting is because I felt you know, just, just struggling with knowing where to begin and who am I kind of a feel. The third reason that I haven't been podcasting is because I have fallen behind. And I, again, I told you guys from the very beginning that with this Bible reading plan, I would, I would fall behind. And I know that for some people, it's probably even encouraging to hear that testimony and to know that, um, there's a lot of, of people out there that are, are not keeping up with or doing everything perfectly. But I'm a prideful person too. And so I don't like it. I don't like to publicly come on here and say, hey, I created a read through the Bible in a year plan, sent it out to all of you, said I was going to podcast about it and do it every single day. And turns out that the worst one is probably me. I, I have struggled. 
I have struggled and I have just been so busy and literally, yes, waking up first thing in the morning and working and working and working and working, trying to do what also I feel like God has called me to do and just struggling with finding the balance and then struggling with the idea of coming on here and telling you guys, hey, FYI, I'm way behind. <laughs> so I I guess I'm kind of confessing it to you guys here and now so that you know those reasons and that I'm not promising that, oh, well, now those have changed and I'm going to come on here every week. No, actually, that's probably not realistic for me. I, I'm going to come on as much as I can. And I know that from a growth perspective, it would make sense for me to come on here on a regular basis. But I am just on a daily basis asking God the the minimum of what he wants from me, essentially, and trying to just do that. And so if he lays it on my heart, I will podcast. And if he doesn't, then I'm going to keep doing all the other things that he's called me to because you guys, there's a lot. There's a lot. It's like, it's like sometimes I sit here and I go, God... I know that a lot of people would just say, you know, you should cut everything. You should just be a mom. You should just, you should just raise your kids. That's, that is your primary calling is to be a good wife and to be a good mother. And that's, that's kind of our human nature. And that's kind of my perspective in many ways. And yet I know that I know that I know that God has called me to create this curriculum. I know that he's called me to manage even the staff that he brings. I know that he has called me to be involved in ministry. I know that he has called me to do the things that I'm doing. And so I I constantly am asking God that. I'm constantly saying to him, okay, God, you've called me to be a mom. You've called me to be a worship leader. You've called me to, you know, be a leader in, in my blog. You've called me to be a wife. You've called me to be a friend. You've called me to be a daughter and a sister. You have called me to this huge mountain of a vision of gather round. How can you call me to so many things? And how am I supposed to figure out how to balance that? And the answer is constantly by, by every moment having my ear attuned towards him. And that's really what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about in the midst of this insanity of my life lately, in the midst of falling short, in the midst of, of feeling less than or feeling unqualified and just struggling with the lies of the enemy, I have felt the closeness of God in such a powerful way. And I, I have been you know, saying things to my kids and talking to my kids and, and, and teaching them things and realizing there's so much truth in this. So this is what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about how we see in, in the Bible, the closeness of God to Moses and Joshua, how he speaks and how they heard him. I want to talk about hearing God's voice in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the busy, in the midst of the failures, I want to talk about hearing God's voice and a lie that I believe that we have bought into and what I feel like God is saying to me and whether or not that applies to anyone else, I don't know. But take of it what you will and let's let's get on to that section of the podcast episode. But first, everybody can stop and take a sip of their coffee because I need some more. All right, so here's the lie that I think that we have bought into. And as I was sitting here and explaining to my kids, I was talking to them about the parts of prayer and I was teaching them that there's, you know, the, the acronym for prayer, it is praise. It is, um, oh goodness, P-R-A-Y, ask, yes, um, 
I think it's repent, right? So P-R-A-Y, the acronym of prayer. These are kind of the steps that you're supposed to go through. And I've always kind of um, struggled, I guess, a little bit with the the layout of that. But I do believe that that there are elements of prayer that need to be there. I think that starting off with praise, it's like it shakes off our self-pity. It keeps our focus on God instead of on ourselves. I think that's really important. And so I'm sitting down with my kids and I'm talking to them about how it's important to start off with that and to align yourself and to remember the goodness of God and to focus on him first rather than focusing on our little list for ourselves. And then for me, I said that R was receive. And... Um, a time to to ask God questions, but also receive from him and hear what he's saying to you in your life. Not just talk, not just have an open-ended conversation, um, but actually listening for what he's saying to you. And then asking him for things and asking him for help with things and having that two-way dialogue really for me. And then um, taking that time, I don't remember, I, I came up with a word for why that, that worked, but anyways, to essentially, yes, repent. And the importance of that. So I'm talking with my kids about this and I'm talking with them about the importance of hearing God's voice. And I'm talking with them about the importance of repentance and how those two things fit together. And it just, something clicked with me as I'm talking because I, I realize that I have the lie of our culture, I would say, is that sin separates us from God. And I've been so hesitant to say this because I know that the likelihood of it getting misinterpreted or um, taken the wrong way or possibly even it not being theologically correct is high. But here's the thing is that sin used to separate us from God. All in the Old Testament, when somebody sinned, there was the consequence of sin. I mean, they were they were stoned to death. They were killed, all sorts of things because they had sinned. It separated them from God. God would withhold his hand of blessing on them because they had sinned. And the thing is, is that Jesus came and there is now a new covenant. We are now covered by his blood. He now took the consequence for our sin. You guys, he didn't just take the consequence of our sin in our past. He took the consequence of our sin forever. He paid the price. And his blood covers us. And when God looks at us, he looks at us and declares us righteous. This is my understanding of, of Hebrews. This is my understanding of what it means to, to walk out our faith in God in the new covenant. And we look at the Old Testament and we look at the New Testament. And it's easy for us to, in some ways, know that. At least I know that. I know that my sin is covered. And, and so what happens is we kind of take this two-tiered approach. We either decide that our sin is covered, therefore we can live however we want. And this is what I was trying to talk with my kids about. Or we take the perspective that it's about what we do because our sin separates us from God. It's kind of the Old Testament perspective versus the grace covering perspective. But the reality is, is that both of those are wrong. They're wrong. It's wrong to believe that sin separates us from God. And it is wrong to believe that if, if you can just live your life however you want because you're covered and none of it matters. None of it matters. You said the, you said the prayer, you spoke the magic words, therefore, boom, you're going to heaven and nothing you say or do matters. That is not true. That's not true. So I'm trying to explain this to my kids and say, what, that, what is the, the, the reason that we repent then? Why do we do this? And why should we do this? Because actually a lot of people don't do this. Why should I even need to repent? There's no need for that anymore. I don't need to go and do the sacrifice and repent because I'm covered. And you are covered. You are covered. But I'm explaining to this them, I'm explaining them this like this. Wow, that's terrible. See, coffee. We cannot serve two masters. This is New Testament stuff. 
You cannot serve two masters. You have to choose. We're supposed to have the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. We are supposed to have Holy Spirit evident in our lives. And so if we cannot serve two masters and we have to choose, then essentially every day we are choosing to serve ourselves, our own sinful desires, because those are still there, because we're still human and we're still faulty and we're still broken and sin is still a part of this world. Or we are choosing to follow Holy Spirit. So when we sin, we don't need to repent in the fact that God has removed himself from us, but we want to repent because we we are choosing that I have been going this direction and instead I want to focus on you and I don't want to serve that master. I want to live for you. This is an everyday decision, an everyday decision to live for God, to put him first, to serve him and him alone, to have a personal relationship with him so that we don't go to heaven. And he says, I never knew you. I did all these things in your name, but I never knew you. You never knew me. Where's the relationship? And so so that is the purpose. The purpose is that I, I want to go back to the the sin does not separate us from God, that being a lie. And I want to I want to kind of expose that for two two sides of it. The first side of it is that there is an element of truth to sin does still separate us from God. But it is not God that removes himself from us as much as we let that stand in between us and God. And that is partly because we cannot serve two masters. So so when we are sinning. And I'm talking about specifically in an ongoing basis, we are choosing to sin. When we are walking in a sinful lifestyle or we are sinning against God, then we are essentially choosing a master that is not God. We are choosing our flesh. We are choosing to live um, with the world or the culture as our master or whatever is currently an idol or a God to us, whether it be self-satisfaction, whether it be... um, you know, our our friendship is more important to us, whatever. There's, There's all sorts of things that we can be following. It's essentially idolatry. Those things become more important than God. We are serving that as our master, money, um, finances. And it does separate us in the sense that we are walking that direction instead of walking towards God. So sin separates us from God in the sense that it puts a wedge between us on our behalf. Because we are no longer in walking in intimacy with him or following him. We are now following what we want. Does that make sense? So I want to go back to that because I'm not saying that um, we can live whatever sinful life we want and still walk in intimacy with God. But what I'm saying is, is that that is not, it's not, he does not change who he is or it does not change what Jesus did for us on the cross. It is our choice. And so in that sense, it can. Also, the, the fact that this, this, idea of sin separates us from God, it, it, when we are feeling guilty or when we are feeling far from him, it's often because we are walking in a pattern of sin or we are just not made right with him or we are, um, you know, it, it's us holding it back because God looks at us and declares us righteous. So according to him, we are declared righteous. But according to us, we know that there's all of this stuff standing in the way and we do not see ourselves that way. Does that make sense? So here's, here's the thing. I'm a perfectionist. That's why I haven't been podcasting. I'm an all or nothing person. I have bought, you know, six different journals. I have journals all over and I don't even open them or write in them. Why? Because I know I'm an all or nothing person. And once I start, I'm either going to make a mistake or it's not going to be as pretty as I want, or I'm not going to be as consistent as I want. And I'm going to stop writing in it because I just can't even stand to look at it anymore. (laughs) I am an all or nothing person. So I am either all in or I am all out with something. That's that's I was all in. I made the Bible plan. I, I did the things and I was super committed for like a week. 
And then I was out and I felt like a failure. So what was even the point anymore? See, the thing is, is that in our relationship with God, there is no all or nothing. There isn't. There is from the sake that, again, this can totally be taken out of context. Somebody's going to take my words and they're going to be like, Rebecca said this. No. There is all or nothing and either we choose God or we don't choose God. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about more on our side of things. Let's just take it to my story and my testimony. In this season of being incredibly busy, in this season of, you know, sometimes lacking to wake up early and spend time with God, waking up and nose to the grindstone from the very beginning. I wake up, I come downstairs, I sit at my computer and I work. I work and I work. I work until I go to bed. I work all the time, all the time. And yet God is there. And yet I've experienced a closeness to God and a faithfulness to God. His faithfulness is not dependent on me. So even in this season of I am not spending as much time with him as I want, I am still praying without ceasing. I am still including him in everything that I do. He is still right there. When I ask him a question, I feel like he's guiding me and directing me. He's leading me even when I'm not asking him the question. There have been a few key moments where I have made a decision on the fly without, you know, doing this big prayer session. I have just made a decision. There's nothing really spiritual about it. I've just said, I don't think we're going to do this. And later found out that that was such a paramount key decision that I just made so flippantly, but it wasn't flippant. It wasn't because God was leading and guiding guiding and directing my steps even when I didn't even see it. Even when I wasn't even looking for it, I can see his faithfulness all over my life. I can see his goodness all over my life even when I wasn't looking for it. So in this season of being busy, in this season of not giving God my all as far as that intimacy and that time with him, I feel like I'm giving him my all as far as doing things for him. I know what he has called me to do and I am running forward with that. But as far as that spending time in the word every single day, diving in, walking and, 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 and you know, just this intentional moments rather than him being a part of everything, the intentionality of it has been lacking and yet he has been near to me. He has been near to me. So as I'm talking with my kids about this, I felt like he exposed in me that I still have this perception that there is all or nothing with God and that if I can't do it all to the what I want to do, I want to wake up and I want to do my devotions for this amount of time and I have this idea and this picture of my head of what I want in my relationship with God. And if I can't have that, well, then I'm failing anyways. And I felt like he exposed that in me and said, it's not all or nothing with me. See, I am always here regardless. See, I am faithful when you are faithless. See, our relationship is not dependent on you. Because even though you are up and down and running to and fro and busy, I am the one who is always here. I am always here. I am always close. I am always with you. I never leave you nor forsake you. I have called you to this and I have not abandoned you here. He is here. He is speaking to me. He is guiding me. He is directing me in a moment when my kids come downstairs and they're fighting and I'm not sure what to do anymore. Everything I've tried is not working. I'm not getting through to them. And I just, just, just turn my ear towards him. And I just say, God, what do I do in this moment? He is there and he is speaking to me and he is guiding me and he is directing me. And I'll have this idea pop into my head and I will know that that's from him because I've got nothing, nothing. And I know that he is right there. He is not punishing me because of my lack. 
He is not punishing me because I have not been fulfilling this requirement in my head of what I envision a relationship with him to look like. And also I am walking in that praying without ceasing. And so he's been calling me on my own inner vision of a relationship with God and that I have to, I I, I totally believe in relationship over religion. And yet I see religious thoughts in me. I see this religious idea that even though I know that, that God is not punishing me or withholding himself from me, actually deep down, I have been believing that. Deep down, I have been believing that because I am not spending time with God, that he's withholding himself from me. And and he just started showing me time after time after time after time, day after day, how I ask him something and he's right there, how he's answering me and guiding me and leading me and directing me, how I hear his voice every single day of my life because I am walking in constant communion with him. No, I'm not setting aside a chunk of time. I'm setting aside my life. I am living for him. I am seeking him in everything. And he showed me that I have this idea and this vision that this little box is what a relationship with God looks like. And he's been breaking that box for me. Now, I am not diminishing the idea that spending time in the word of God is important. It is important. God says, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from my mouth, God's mouth. But here's the thing. It's not just scripture. God is speaking all the time and we need to be walking in that relationship with him, not just reading. How many of you know that you can sit and you can read the Bible all the time? God's word is, is he can speak, he can reveal new things in the Bible. You can reread that same scripture over and over and over again. But there are seasons in your life where you can sit and you can just read. You can read on autopilot, not even thinking about the words. Oh, but you read the words. Therefore, what? Check, check. Check in your relationship with God. You can get into a religious mindset where this is what I do. Check off your boxes. Feel like you are close to God, but really you're just going through the motions. You're just doing the things. And so on either end of this, there's a call to remind ourselves and to ask ourselves and to question ourselves in are we facilitating relationship? What is our motivation behind these things? See, my motivation for getting up early and to spend time with God was was so that A, I was doing it. B, so that I, I felt like I was being, I was closer to God. And yet he was showing me that even in a season where that was so, I was so busy that that was just next to impossible, that I was still walking in relationship with him because relationship with him was not dependent on my performance. And that I think is the main thing that I want to leave you with is that relationship with God is not about your performance. And you know it, but do you know it? Do you know it? Moses heard God's voice. Joshua heard God's voice. God spoke and they listened and they moved and they did things. They were movers and shakers and prophets. God is speaking to us today. It's not just about going through the motions and and checking off the boxes. It is about relationship with him. It is about relationship with him. Relationship involves conversation. It's a two-way street. And every single day, God has something that he wants to lay on your heart. Every single day, he has something for you. The probably the most quintessential moment of my life in my relationship with God, with God was there was a tiny little track. It's like a track. I, I don't know how else to say it, a track. Um, 
It's called My Heart Cries Home. And I don't even know if you can still get it, but it was basically, it is a dialogue between one person and God and their relationship with God. And when I was about six or seven years old, I was young, our pastor performed this on stage. He just did this monologue and it, it, I remember sitting there and being so, man, I did not realize that would affect me. I don't think I've ever even talked about this. I remember sitting there and being so riveted and looking back and thinking of myself, it was before we'd moved. So I was younger than eight. I, it's, I mean, I look at my kids for them to sit and listen to something like a sermon or something. It's rare, right? Their attention span, but I was riveted. And even back then I knew looking back, God was speaking to me. And he was showing me, and the whole point is, is this man in this relationship with God, he's spending time with God. He meets him and he's got the living room of his house and he cleans out his house and he's spending time with God. And then he gets busy with his friends and other things pulling him away. And yet at the end, it's like every day he was there, he was there and he was waiting. And the man says, where were you? And and God was right there every day waiting for him. And it, it, it has always marked me. It has always marked me. I think of that picture in my head all the time that God is reminding me that I am always here. He is always there. He is always speaking to you. He is always guiding you and directing you. And you guys, his voice, I've never audibly heard the voice of God. He speaks to me through pictures. He speaks to me through thoughts. And it is a faith walk to hear God's voice because you are essentially saying that you you believe that, you feel it in your spirit, you are trusting that, you're confirming it with his word, you're, you're testing it with the word of God, and then you're walking in faith that you have heard his voice. It is a faith walk. And that's why it takes practice, is identifying, capturing your thoughts and testing it with God's word and beginning to understand his character and lining that up. Does this fit with the character of God? Does this fit? fit with the word of God. This is confirmed with the word of God. And so you're always seeking confirmation to make sure because yes, we can get it wrong. Absolutely. We can get it wrong. But God's voice for me is not something that I don't want you to think that I am audibly hearing the the voice of God and that I'm walking based on that. I am walking based on faith of hearing God's voice. I, one of the things that I've always stood with as far as hearing the, the word of God is in Hebrews. No, not Hebrews, James. Um, It says, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the father of heavenly lights with whom there is no change or shifting shadows. He doesn't change. He's not confusing. And every good and perfect gift is from him. So every good thought, every idea, every, every inspiration, creative inspiration that I have, I attribute to him. I'm not taking the glory for that because quite frankly, I'm not that smart. Every good and perfect gift is from above. My children are from God. The inspiration ideas for Gather Round are from God. The blessing on my business is from God. Every good and perfect gift comes from him. When you can start to look for that, Look for the goodness and yes, test it with his word and begin to identify and test your thoughts. Does this line up with who he is? But God is speaking to you. He is speaking to you. He has something to say to you. And so I'm encouraging you. I'm encouraging you. Yes, go in the word. Yes, um, 
choose your master and and follow him and and repent and walk every day in the spirit step by step in the spirit and what that means to walk in the spirit is to hear the words that god is speaking that the word that is relevant and prevalent for you specifically on this day what he is speaking to you and walk in that walk in that whatever that may be So this was super rambled and jumbled and all over the place. And please, God, don't ask me to speak about this in a public forum. (laughs) I think I need to actually write some things down for this in order to ever do something like that. But um, that's my heart. That's my heart this morning. That's my heart for you guys. That's that's my heart and testimony of what he's doing in my life right now. Do not um, misconstrue my words. Sin is sin. And God can't be anywhere near sin. He can't. He can't be anywhere near sin. He's perfect. He's the antithesis to sin. And yet we are covered by the blood of Jesus. We are covered by the blood of Jesus. And so choosing our master, walking with the fruit of the spirit in our lives, because we are walking in step with the spirit. Yes. Spending time in the word of God, checking our motivation and our heart behind that and making sure that relationship with him is the source and the spur and the motivator, not checking off the boxes or doing something for fear that what we do is what determines or dictates the closeness or the intimacy of God because he is right there. He's right there. Be encouraged, you guys. And if you have any specific, anything you want to talk about, about this podcast episode, um, I would love for you to come on over to the blog, homeschoolon.com. Click on this podcast episode. You can chat about it there in the comments. I will also be posting it in our brand new app. We now have a Gather Round app. If you search Gather Round Homeschool on the App Store, it's not available on Google yet, but will be in probably a couple of days for Android users. Um, but it is available on the Apple App Store. So Gather Round Homeschool, crazy, crazy, crazy. Can't believe I'm saying those words, but there is an app and I actually am uploading my podcast there as well. And there's a community where you can chat about it. So um, feel free to come on over and chat there or chat on my blog. You can email me. It is support at gatheroundhomeschool.com. I would love to hear from you guys. I would love to pray for you guys and just share more or if you want clarification on what I said or any of those things. So be blessed. I'm just going to pray quickly to close it off. God, I thank you for this day. I thank you that you are faithful even when we are not. I thank you that our relationship with you is not dependent on what we do. That you are not looking for our performance that you meet us where we are at in the midst of our chaos, in the midst of our busy, that you are always there. You are always there. I thank you that we don't have to carve out this, this, this specific little box of a moment with you, that you are with us in everything we do, in everything we do, whether it's doing the dishes, whether it is homeschooling our children, whether it is in, in talking with our husbands, you are with us every day. Help us to tune our ear to you. Open our ears so we would hear you. Open our eyes so we would see you in every little moment of the day. You are not sectioned off or sanctioned off into this little corner. God, you are wanna be you wanna be a part of every part of our lives. I pray for more. I pray for more of you in our lives. I pray that we would involve you more in our lives. I pray for closeness and an intimacy in our relationship with you, that you would draw us deeper into the water in our relationship with you. 
and that you would just rebuke the lies of the enemy, that, that it is all or nothing, and that if we cannot meet this expectation, then we may as well not even try. I rebuke that lie in the name of Jesus. I rebuke that, and I repent of that myself, God. And I ask you to begin to teach us and show us more fully what it means to have a relationship with you and draw us into that. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for every good and perfect gift that you have bestowed upon us, Father, and are continuing to pour out on us. Thank you for what you are doing in our lives, in the lives of our children and our family. And I just, I just ask you, Father, to be with us specifically on this day. Be with us on this day. In your name I pray. Amen.